the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Hello, and you know what I just realized? Okay. Already? It's episode 42. Yeah. That means this this podcast, this specific episode, is the answer to the universe. And everything. Yes. Isn't it the, the answer life, to... Life, the universe. Life, the universe, and everything. Good pull, dude. Uh, agreed. And maybe that's the name of the episode. We have it already. It's been two seconds. Boom. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> so anyway, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages, pondering the life, life, the universe, and everything. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Okay. Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a St. Pauli Girl from the St. Pauli Brewery in Dresden, Germany. Nice. Uh, well, I... I think it's Dresden. Maybe it's Bre- Bremen. Yeah. It is Bremen. Bremen. So you're wrong already. <laughs> anyway, I'm drinking. I went to my local brewery. Actually, I got this from my brother-in-law. He came across a bunch over Thanksgiving. Oh, cool. So this is a prankster. It's a Belgian style oh, ale is from. Uh, Jewish drinking at Thanksgiving. Yeah, he hates it. So he's like, "Take them all." I was like, "Well, I will." So I mean, it's not my favorite. I like IPAs personally, but this is pretty good Belgian. Um, and I like to support my local brewery. It's good beer. Cool. So that's where we're at. So ready? Before we get started, time? I'm I'm ready. Okay. Well. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is making a face of me, but he can be found at IMOGrig. Send your hate mail to him. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and possibly on Google Play in the future, so take the time and give us positive ratings. Uh, we didn't get any more, but hey, we sell perfect record. We have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sotor fans. Uh, of course, we were going to start the show with Sotor, and there's been some drama, man. Drama. It has been. It's weird. Yeah. It's shocking. Drama around video games. But um, we'll get to that. So skip around. We'll have a big Star Wars section in pop culture. Should be a good show tonight. Should be. And uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast. You can, of course, support the show. Give us a buck or two an episode. We're going to do another drawing for something bigger than Hypercrete. I think because it'll be mm-hmm. our year episode. So uh, we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll reach out and see if we can get some pretty cool stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah. So definitely is the time to be the patron. Be a patron. We're getting close to $15 an episode. We need about five, six bucks more. And we'll have that show. So you want to be on the show? You can buy your way on the show. Seriously, buy your way into our love. Yeah, well, love might be a stretch. But you can be on the show, right? Yeah, definitely. Indeed. So we, of course, you can go ham like we talked about last week. Ten bucks an episode, uh, you know, for a, week, for a couple weeks. And we'll send you a care package. Uh, some beer, some socks. From Pippi Long Fireside Chat. Oh, yeah, we'll send you some Fireside Chat. Uh, but maybe of course, even, maybe even a prankster. Maybe, but of course, my wife's shop, Pippi's Long Stockings, will su- will supply you with some cool socks. So definitely be that guy. Yeah, I just bought some uh, more socks last week. Yeah, so did I. Well, I didn't buy them. Well, I just walk in and take them. Well, they were bought beforehand. Indeed. Well, audibletrial.com/slash/usual/podcast, thirty-day free trial using our link, and you know we have the banners and stuff on the on the website and all that kind of stuff. But definitely, it's in the show notes as well. But this week, I've been doing a lot of driving because of the holidays. Yes. Right? So, I, as you know, I finished that Ari Salvatore novel. You did. And that was very good. Uh, that was Archmage. And I had to go over... Where did I go this last time? Oh, my wife was on the East Coast, and I went to pick her up, uh, you know, 
halfway to the airport, from here to the airport, and I started listening to the Felicia Day book. Since I left my kids with some friends, so I just listened to an audiobook on the way down. And uh, you're never weird on the internet, almost. That's a fairly short book, right? It's very short. I mean, the audiobook, I think, was around six hours. I don't okay. even know if it was that long, honestly. Um, but it's really good. It's it's cool. Joss Whedon does an intro. Nice. And since it's the audiobook, he obviously reads his intro. And then Felicia Day, narr- you know, narrates her own book. The cool part is, it's like there are parts where she's singing. She's reliving parts of her childhood, making fun of people. And it's kind of cool to, like, hear her saying it right. from her perspective. You know, for, like... It says she's telling you a story of her life, which is essentially what she's doing, but it's it's pretty fun. That's very cool. I definitely, that's going to be next on my... Yanni Anderson. And it's totally Yanni Anderson all day long. Um, <laughs> that's definitely going to be next on my audiobook list. I'm going to go home tonight and download that. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I've had a lot of headaches this week, and so I haven't, yeah. like, I've been, I'm so behind on podcasts because I just don't want to listen to anything. Yeah. But it's a fun, it's a fun listen. She, you know, we all love Felicia Day. She talks about the guild. She talks about, um conventions, anxiety, dealing with stress, and that kind of thing. It's it's a really good read. Oh, a good listen. Mm-hmm. I suggest the audiobook, obviously. AudibleTrial.com slash user podcast. Almost ran out of breath. All right, so let's... <laughs> you were jumping the gun, but that's okay. Uh, we did our... You go ahead and say No, I hosted it. You can talk about it. You did host it. Uh, we launched a, yet another spinoff. This is our... Is this our fourth? Fourth spinoff? Third. Third. I thought we had fourth. No, we have one shot... Oh, we have the main show, One Shot. Okay, so the third of our spinoffs yes. that we launched was uh, the Universe episodes. And yes. we're calling it Verse, like, you know, Verse. Right. So Verse 1 came out. Uh, we talked about the Arrowverse. We talked about The Flash, Arrow TV shows, Constantine, Supergirl, and the upcoming uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And Vixen. And Vixen. I forgot about that. Uh, I need to put that in the show notes. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yes. And we got some really good feedback already. We did, actually. You know, we had a couple of tweets from, like, within an hour and a half of it being downloaded mm-hmm. or uploaded. People were already tweeting about it, and so we're excited about that. Yeah, and we appreciate it, guys. Um, one thing we did forget, which we will do on the next time, and Brian from Bad Feeling Podcast mentioned this. He said, you know, why don't you tell people where they can find these shows and binge watch them if they never... I like, why didn't we think of that? But I think what we were assuming is that nobody would listen to it unless they'd seen the shows. That's a very good point. Because we do spoil, but we didn't spoil everything. So I guess it makes sense if we don't go too spoilerific, then, right. you know, we might as well say where to get the stuff. Exactly. So, um, anyway, most of the shows we, t- we talked about were on Netflix. Um, past seasons, you can get stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's Supergirls on? NBC. NBC. And Constantine, I don't know where to find that. Honestly. I looked around. It might be on Hulu. I'm not sure. I mean, or acquire, like you, right acquire now, it. Right now you can watch it on the El Rey Network. Oh, which that's right. Robert, you told, you yeah, said which that. is Robert Rodriguez's network. Exactly. So anyway, if you missed that in our last show, check it out. Let's get to Star Wars. The Old oh, Republic. We'll, we'll just oh, no. Our, oh, we have one more thing. Our next uh, Universe show is going to be uh, after the Doctor Who Christmas special, we'll be doing a Doctor Who uh, Universe show. I'm really looking forward to you being caught up. Yeah, I, I started catching up again this week, and uh, I'm almost done with season seven, so that means I'm coming up on the 50th anniversary. Nice. Which is the uh, the Day of the Doctor. Oh, such a good episode. And the name of the Doctor and the Night of the Doctor, that whole sort of little trilogy thing there. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, I just watched uh, the Angels Take Manhattan and bawled oh, yeah. my eyes out. Yeah. No, that's <sighs> that's a brutal time to be... I mean, when we were watching that, were we watching that in real time? We weren't quite in real time yet, but we were, we were binging. Uh, Kate was watching for a second time, still 
two yeah. years flying. So yeah, it was still just a couple of years ago, but still, it's yeah. it's it's really heartbreaking. Good. Yeah, it was a very well written episode. So you know, kudos to Stephen Moffat. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, so we, yeah, it's just great. So I'm gonna be catching up on that over uh, winter break, and uh, once we get the Christmas special. We'll be doing another uh, another verse. Yeah, man. So I guess we're telling you guys now, if you're a Whovian or wannabe, now's the time. I mean, you can get them all on Netflix, watch them all, binge them. Yeah, and we'll be specifically focusing on the modern series since 2005. Oh, for sure. So basically yeah. the ninth, Not 10th, going before that. Yeah, the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and the War Doctor. Exactly. All right, man. So we have one more announcement. Yes. And you might see something pop up in our feed <laughs> in the next few days. Uh, this Thursday night. Uh, so probably early next week or late this weekend, there might be a, a couple bonus, uh, episodes popping up. Or we might just do condense, condense it into one. But Will and I have been invited to do at our local, uh, a local group is doing a binge viewing of the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, they're showing the original trilogy on, uh, Saturday. Yep. And they're showing the prequel trilogy on Sunday. And after each, marathon on each day they're doing a uh, a guest panel yeah and we've been invited to do it so awesome. we're pretty stoked yeah so we're going to be uh taking our mic hooking it up to their uh their soundboard and we'll be uh getting some audio on there and hopefully you guys will uh hear uh what some of the other locals think yeah i think it'll be fun and since we're going to see the movie locally too unless i win the omaze thing which is which is possible uh not possible no, but no. anyway uh you do have 150 entries indeed uh it's gonna be exciting man i'm this will be our first panel. I know, right? You know, and I know for a fact we put some flyers up around, and people seem amped, and there's going to be some attendance, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it should be a good time, and, uh, you know, let's just hope that uh, San Diego Comic-Con doesn't check our application for press passes until after that's up on Yeah, I'll be like, so, panel. I know, exactly, right? <laughs> panel. Anyway. All right, man, let's get to Star Wars The Old Republic. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. I think I usually say Swotor, and this time I said Star Wars The Old Republic. Is that weird? Yeah, I think you screwed it up. Mm. So let's make it up by going pew, 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 pew. All right. So community shout-outs, we'll start with that. Yes. The pew, by the way, was for uh, you, Seth. We love you. All right, so speaking of Seth, what did he put up there? He said something about the Pew Unleashed or yeah, something? Yeah, hashtag the Pew Unleashed. Oh hashtag God. Pew Unleashed. That was a good one. Uh, so it, this section, t- this this week, I want to kind of highlight some some of the communication we've had with some of the community members around SOTOR. And it was a lot of, it was, it's been a lot of fun. But before we get to that part, there is one um, thing I want to mention that happened in the community. Uh, you may have seen the, hash, the hashtag, the uh, username at Dark Edge Gaming uh, in the SOTOR community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he popped up into ch- in the chat rooms for live podcasts. He was actually on the live stream. One of the tweets he highlighted was on the, they highlighted on the last live stream was his. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he had a stroke and passed away. Um, yeah, it's just, I a, guess between our last recording. So. Yeah, just a sad loss. Yeah. And so, you know, anybody, you know, of course, I, I didn't know him very well, but it, it was nice to see a lot of the community members come out and say, oh, my God, you know, obviously, rest in peace, because people talk to him, and he seemed yeah. like a really cool person, and happened fairly suddenly. So, um, you know, best to all his family and everything else. So. Yeah, and so young. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really puts things in perspective. I mean, I mean, he was only 43. Yeah. You're about to turn 40. 
I'm 30. What are you saying? I'm going to die? Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying it would be tragic. It could happen. Look, I may not survive till next week. I, I, who, who knows? You get your nuts gets hot <laughs> in the gears of a combine. <laughs> I think it's getting dark. Okay, let's move on. Uh, so, I was quoting Naked Gun, my friend. I know, but when was when did I see that last? Good point. I mean, have no actually, memory of that movie. It's nuts put off by a Laplander. No memory of that movie. Charm, gears, combine. Yeah, sorry. Cut all that. No. Not <laughs> um, you know, it's been funny, actually, since we're on a weird tangent. The amount of things I haven't cut in the last few weeks has actually made my editing easier and way more entertaining. I know. Well, it's because... It's, okay, well... Because you'll be like, well, I'm just going to go on the side note, but cut it, and then I just leave it. I know, right? <laughs> and then you might actually just cut the part where I say cut it. I do. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of stuff where I say cut it that he just leaves in. Yeah. But, but one time I caught myself, uh, we were talking about Supergirl. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, this was, <laughs> was in the verse episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so those of you guys who, who have listened to the verse episode are going to catch this one. But I just said, dude, I'm so embarrassed. I made a Marvel reference in a DC conversation. And so I wrote up this little little uh, disclaimer. Yeah. And Marshall recorded it and put it in there. And so if you haven't heard it, check it out. It's pretty funny. And and I didn't mention it before, but um, and it's in our feed. It's verse one, uh, the Arrowverse. Check it out. Why not? And uh, let us know what you think. And what else you want us to cover. We talked about that in the show itself. Yeah. So, to other community tweets since we're in Sotor and we're talking about ourselves again, pat on the back. Uh, Chinook, great friend, great friend of the show, um, awesome all-around dude, can't wait to hang out with you again in San Diego, my friend. Super tank. Super tank of the year, right? I thought that was Redneck. I thought that was me. I think Chinook's the new super tank. Yes. Because he took over when I was trying to You're DPS super off tank. tank. Well, <laughs> I was not. I was off tank spec. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Alright, so anyway. Uh, he, he tweeted out to us, uh, something about Vader ice trays and that looked awesome. So I just, I just appreciate all the things people do. Like Master Lou, uh, he always does his little catchy, uh, lines from the movie. Right. Stuff like that. So definitely check out his feed whenever our shows come out. He'll put something up. Uh, but also I want to give him a little shout out. His last, uh, blog post came out. Uh, it says so much, uh, coffee impressions. So, you know, check it out. He talks about what he thinks of coffee. Makes sense. Exactly. And of course, we mentioned Seth already. Uh, Utini cast. Did you see this? I did not. Did they do oh. a comic strip? I don't even know. So I saw this. A tweet went up. Utini cast put this out. I said, on next week's show, we'll talk about the importance of community and va- and value and the value proposition for repeatable content. Tio. So Tio posted this, and it says there's a guy with an EA face, and he says coffee was a huge success, but we're already starting to see a drop in subscribers. How do how do we handle this? And there's a guy with a Bioware face and a cartel, cartel coin, coin face. Case. And the Bioware face says, HK's for everyone, DLC style story. And the cartel guy's got his cartel packs, cartel mounts. And then this other guy leaning on his hands says, content with replay value, new operations, war zones, and GSF maps. And then it shows him flying out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, I love stuff like that. That brings me joy. So anyway, check that out. And then, of course, I think before we get to this one, let's talk about this one. So <laughs> you have to say this one because this happened today. The wild thing, yeah, right? J- Jess, Jess from Passionately Casual and the Unholy Alliance from Wookiee Mistake Guild, she does brilliant video commercials and right. stuff. And one that she did was for our, the one of the first ones that we were involved in was the, the one for WOG. And that was the cartoon, the animated one. Yeah, the animated right. one where it's Marshall and I talking about WOG. 
And it's great, and it's still up on the log page, I believe, it on the, yeah. the website. And, uh, well, she reposted a picture of the Marshall and Will characters hugging. <laughs> the animated versions of us hugging each yeah, other. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and so, of course, I had to, to uh, like it, and then I reposted a uh, clip on YouTube of the video for Guy Love from Scrubs. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> so good. So check it out. Go to go to uh, Jesse's uh, handle uh, at, yeah, at Holy Lions. at Stardust Legacy. Yeah, Stardust Legacy. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, I think it's Stardust Legacy at Unholy Alliance. Right. That's it. Uh, alright, well, last one. It's Stardust Santa. Oh, well. Festive. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this might have been the best community thing of, of, of our time. Well, I don't, cause, okay, this next one is hilarious, and we usually catch stuff that we think is gonna be controversial. Yeah. So, okay, so, l- little preface here. John Skeen, great friend of the show, awesome dude, sends us beer. Love this guy. Yeah. He's, he's been, he's been on our side since the beginning. Can't, he's, say, he's, he's can't our, say enough good things. He's our Midwest regional rep. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so, this guy, he sends me a message on Twitter after we posted the, um, what was the last? The last on? main show. The last. Oh, the last real reviews. The last real reviews when we were talking about ratings. Yes. And we were. T- <laughs> no, no, no. It was our last main show because we were talking was about it? that Star Wars got a PG-13. That's rating. right. We were talking about PG-13 with Star Wars. Uh, and then so, I guess he happened to be listening to it. In the car with his twelve with his twelve year old son, and as I'm editing, I didn't think anything of it. He's talking. You're talking about why is it X rated? Why is it not X rated? What is triple X? And you know, in the context of the conversation, about the rating system, absolutely. Context of the conversation, totally fine. I get this message from John, and he says, "Well, I had to have the talk with my son because (laughs) because Will starts talking about penetration, penetration. (laughs) and we said it again, but." So this was, that was pretty funny. I didn't really think about that. Oh, I guess it's not all 40 year olds, you know, 40 year old Star Wars fans listening to the show. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, so, so we tweeted back to, uh, to John and I said something like, uh, that, uh, you know, I just, I'm trying to, you know, educate today's youth. Oh, and, important. He, and he said, we'll just call it story time with Uncle Will. That's, that's awesome. And then the funniest thing is, is like two days later that he posts a short little six second video <laughs> of his son giving a double thumbs up saying, thanks, Uncle Will. <laughs> Oh, that was so awesome. So, uh, made our week. Yeah. No. So thanks, John. And sorry you had to have the talk, man. But, um, I don't know. I think it's important. And your son, your son looks cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, take care of those kids, man. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I might actually cut that. No. No. We'll see. All right, man. So let's get out of that and talk about our weeks in game. What'd you do? Um, I didn't do, do a whole bunch. I tried, uh, I did the log, uh, on KP, uh, Karagas Palace on Friday. On Friday. Night. And we didn't get it. We just didn't get all the way through the the last fight. We had some issues. Yeah. Well, my main issue is uh, that I kept DCing, mm-hmm. and I finally discovered it was because of a new mouse I bought was conflicting with my Wi-Fi signal. Ridiculous. So I fixed that issue. But the uh, the funny thing is, is one time I I DC'd and I came back dead, but I was underneath the platform that the <laughs> final fight is on. He sent a picture of it in chat, and I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah, I'm under the platform, I'm actually seeing the, the drills go up. <laughs> it's really kind of funny. And uh, so, you know, we didn't finish that fight. Um, they went on to finish it Saturday, and Marshall talked about that. But We got a little rocky start, though, we going did. back to that. Because, <laughs> so, what happened was, our, our, our leader was setting the phase and getting us ready. And, uh, so we all run in there and I'm like, okay, my tanks and tanks back. I'm excited. I'm ready. You know, I think who was, uh, who was tanking with me? Was it Chinook? Yeah. Yeah. So Chinook and I, okay, we're figuring out, okay, who's going to go where we do it. And I jump in 
two seconds later, I'm dead. No, okay, well, somebody kept... Okay, well, that kept was something aggroing. else. Yeah, but that was something else. But when we got... Because we did Tomorrow's Courtyard first. Right. Right, that's right. We did... Yeah, I we forgot did, about that. Yeah, we did TC first, and we had a full... Well, we had, like, 13 people. Yeah, so we did that, and that was pretty fun. I'd never done that before. Yeah, I'd never done it before either, so it was really cool. And, uh, you know, just after we were done, like, five people dropped. Right. And so we jumped in to... To KP. To KP, and I jump into the fi- first fight, and I'm dead. And I'm like, what the heck was that? Yeah. And so we got through, somehow we got through that first mob. Yeah, and, and all of us DPS, we kept taking damage. We're like, where's the tank taking aggro? Yeah, I'm like, I can't keep anything on me. I don't know what's going on. And then, uh, <laughs> was it Mox? Mo- it was Mox it was JT. JT. Uh, whoever was setting the phase, he goes, well, guys, turns out we're still on 16, man, <laughs> mode. So, and there's only eight of us. And there was only eight. So we, it was a miracle we got through that first fight. I know, right? So, but anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted. What, what else did you do this week? What um, I, I got onto my, uh, my bounty hunter and, uh, I just started doing some heroics. Uh, he's up at 65 and he's finished the, uh, the main storyline. So he's on a Destin, but now he's just trying to do the heroics. I haven't started any Star Fortress. Cool. Um, or any other. So this other... is your second tune running through the story? Uh, it's the second one that's finished the story. Okay. I started on the pub side, but I haven't gone all the way through yet. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't. Is that all you did? So, yeah, that's pretty I, much all I did. All I did was walk this week. I've been, you know, I had my kids last week. I've been catching up on stuff, and I just it's haven't. It's been a busy week all around. It really has been, and and for me, like I'm gearing up for the week off, you know. So I've got finals week and everything else. So it's just been. By the time I sit down at my computer, I usually just fall asleep. So yeah. we did the walk run. We talked about Friday night. We went back. <clears throat> excuse me. We went back and finished up uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, and I actually skipped that one. I just wasn't feeling well. And there was eight of us. There was some of the same dudes were there. Um, but we, Jesse was around. So she jumped on and healed on one of her tunes and, uh, we ended up getting through it. It was cool. fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I haven't ran with her in a long time, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, so should we get to some news? Let's get, get to, to the, some news. The drama. All right, dude. So. What's going on with the mama drama? So much. So we had maintenance after we recorded last week. Yeah, they uh, took care of a couple of the the exploit thing going on. Well, there was the exploit. There was many, many bug fixes. So it was for game update 4.0.3. And uh, there was a bug. I'm not running through all of it. I highlighted a few things. This one is hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen this? Kim Vol no longer invites his friends to hang out at Sith Inquisitor Strongholds, and many many companions have considerably reduced their nudist tendencies within Strongholds. I hadn't heard about any of this. I guess I don't go to my Strongholds... Uh, oh, that's right, because most of my Strongholds are stripped down because I switched servers, and I never right. redirect, de- uh, decorated. I would have loved to have seen that before they fixed it. Yeah, that would have been funny. I mean, well, I'm, I mean, I'm always in my Stronghold, because that's usually my default. Mm-hmm. That's where I put all my tunes when I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And, um, but I haven't been on my Sith Inquisitor except for to just put stuff into storage and all. Well, and that's my main, but like I said, all I have in my stronghold is the things I need. Yeah. Right now. So, but anyway. Yeah, I've got my mailbox and my cargo holds and my GTN. Well, this is cool. So players who have completed Chapter 1 of Knights of the Fallen Empire now have access to Darth Mars as a stronghold decoration. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, fix an issue where players lost access to HK-55's decoration following Chapter 8. That's a weird bug. That is a very weird bug. Um, and then there's some few other things of like disappearing environments, which <laughs> I didn't, I didn't witness, but I haven't witnessed any of those. Or some gaps in the environment, so I thought that was funny too. Um, this one I thought was, might be my favorite. Zakul and Odessa no longer appear on the galaxy map until players are on or have completed chapter nine. So like. Yeah, how what? would you know? And so what, you just go there? I know, right? <laughs> 
That's right. And then what do you do when you're there? Yeah, I like the one that says that the Zyos Cantina will not play the appropriate music. Right, that's a good one too. I mean, like, was it playing inappropriate music? Like, bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> I like to think it was playing something from a completely different universe. Like, either porn music, like you said, or the like... Star Trek theme. Yeah, or... Oh, that'd be great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> something. No, I just went into Star Wars there. I think you did a little, but that's okay. Um, Zakul and Odessin, sorry, I said that already. Fixed geography on Odessin that allowed access to unintended areas. I don't know what that means, but it sounds shady. There's some. Well, there... there's really not much you can. I mean, you're basically in the like the area. But I'm thinking, like, you know how, like, when you go out on your ship, yeah, and like, there's that open area, and then it seems like you could like go underneath, uh-huh. like where the heroic terminals are and stuff. Right. So maybe there were places like that. People were like, yeah. Of course, I always keep trying to go out the uh, the hangar bay. Yeah. In uh, where the uh, the military thing is, but nothing happens. No, it'll just be kind of cool. <laughs> it find, would be cool. Find a little hole and you get through. Maybe it was. I didn't know. Okay, so cartel market fixed an issue where several companion customizations could not be sold on the GTN. Um, unbound loot boxes can once again be placed in legacy cargo holds. I don't know what that is, but that, I just I I don't know. You didn't experience any of that, did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. So. Oh. To start the, with a little bit of the drama, and I think my discussion topic idea for this week right. is kind of like a culmination of all the things that are going on right now. There's some people that are pretty upset. And we've talked about, we talked about the companion nerf. I don't feel like that's anything compared to what's going on right now. Right. But, but we'll kind of get there. One of the things, so there's a, a lot of class changes. As a show, we just don't do it. We don't go through class no, changes. But I've been listening to some other podcasts. So what I'm going to say here is that one of the points is, Utility points no longer reset after committing them and closing the com- combat proficiencies window. That, finally they fixed it. That's good. But, there was a lot of the class changes, from what I understand, from the people that are more savvy than this. Yeah. It, there were a lot of nerfs. Really? Like, a lot of nerfs. I haven't noticed anything. So, I don't know if they're trying to fix some PvP stuff. I don't know if they're trying to balance some stuff there or what. Because, again, I don't dive really into class changes. And, like I said, lately I've just been doing ops and... You know, heroic. So, I mean, right. I don't really notice these things, but... Um, well, this would impact not... you in, in, in ops. It because, would. Yeah. Well, and that's why I, I'm kind of curious to see... This week, we didn't mention what we are doing this week, but this week we're going to... we're It's the Gree event. So, we're going to do um, Xeno Analyst right. again on the M side. Which was the very first operation I ever ran. Which, I can't wait. Can't wait to run it again. And um, we'll see. I want to talk to some of the guys and see what they think of... If there's anything that's going to impact us as far as nerf goes. And we'll look... Look, if you're listening to this, you're not here to listen to us talk about class changes. So right. we're just going to move on past that. But if you feel like you've been nerfed, um, I'm sure they, they've heard it by now. <laughs> um, all right, so flashpoints and operations. There's uh, an issue with solo mode missions for numerous flashpoints. We're not syncing properly with the player's level. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. Um, especially if you're soloing it. Uh, and players are now synced to level 11 instead of 10 on Black Talon and SLS, and I think that's probably better. Yeah, it just, it'll make the mobs easier. I feel like I never ran it unless I was, like, level 12. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, even before. No, I would run it on occasion when I was trying to do, uh, do achievements. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff here. Let's get to the, the good thing here. Uh, well, not the good thing. So, we, <laughs> look, we noticed something as we were running off for the last... Like three weeks, right? And everyone was like, don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, like, don't go on your podcast and talk about it. Uh, basically, we have to talk about it now, but there hasn't been any durability, lo- uh, 
durability loss. Basically, we've had no repair costs since coffee. Exactly. <laughs> and it's been amazing. Uh, so I'm surprised all the, it's gone through like five patches. But that's what I'm saying. And all the wipes and all the, I mean, everything that we failed at, it was okay. Yes. Because we didn't lose any money. Nope. We just had to backpedal a little yes. bit. And that was fine. But now they fixed it. So I guess this weekend's going to be more expensive if we keep failing. Well, we know that's going to happen. <laughs> that's vlog. That's All right. So there's a bunch of other stuff that's been in here. And we have the link in the show notes, of course. Uh, Dread Palace loot has been redistributed. Um, there's some things with that. And then this one I thought was funny because we were running the ice scrabbler thing. Yeah, dude, it's like every single mob would drop an ice scrabbler jerky schematic. And it's I'm like, like, it's like, why do I need this again? I know, right? I only have so many biotechs. So that's, that's been reduced. It says ice scrabbler jerky schematic now only drops on author Illum and its drop rate has been reduced. So there we go. Now it only drops 90% of the time. Well, I think that's important. And it's a drop, right? Yes. It's not constant. <laughs> Anyway, so it's no longer possible to purchase a stack of items and resell individual items for the price of the entire stack. This was the exploit. Yes. And go ahead. Okay, this is this is where the difference is. The the no repair cost thing yeah. is a bug. Indeed. That we took advantage of. Then well, we took yes. advantage of it, but we had no choice. Right. There's no way around it. Right. That's the thing. Right. Right. That's a that's a bug, not an exploit. There's just no way around it. Not that any of us, I mean, would we have actually chosen to go to the vendor that paid for it? I mean, I think I, yeah, so that's the question. But this is obviously an exploit that you purposely have to seek out and do. And we just don't do exploits. Well, and, you know, obviously we know Bioware's stance on it. They, they have their consequences and we'll get to, we'll get to that in just one second here. Um, I just, I had to read this one. So there was a bunch of changes under, uh, Missions and NPCs. You can check out the full show notes. There's a ton of stuff. One of my favorites is uh, now that ev- now that every enemy in the galaxy knows not to do so, Treek has ceased repeatedly yelling. You underestimate me. <laughs> so everybody knows not to underestimate Treek. Yeah, well, we know that she's a you know just not to be <laughs> underestimated. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, so we'll get to more of the exploit in a minute um, because there was the band hammer was deployed. Right. So we'll get to that in just a couple minutes here because there's some other contentious deals here. So this one's not, but I just want to mention it. Support articles are moving. It's one of those other things are moving uh, around for to ea.help.ea.com. So basically it was the forum, the free, like the free to play FAQ and stuff like that. Right. That stuff's being moved. So between today and December 17th, they'll continue to build up their support articles there with the ultimate goal of having all the support articles you will need present and searchable on help.ea.com. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, oh my God, dude, this, this was seriously like, okay, so I'm going to read, I'm not going to read all this, but I'm going to read part of it. So this is something that Master Lou was talking about a lot. Yeah. He was saying the loot drops in nightmare modes, they were, they were dropping, they weren't dropping the right gear. They were saying it wasn't dropping, it should be dropping 224s. Okay. Right? But it wasn't. So, Bioware finally said something about it. I have a few updates to pass on regarding the the current issues with Nightmare Loot Drops. First, we discovered there's a bug with the percentage chance of a 224 rated item dropping in any of our Nightmare operations. We plan to address this uh, when we release Chapter 10. So that's in February. 
Right. So you're looking another month and a half out. Right. So I mean, that right there is going to upset people. Okay. If we are able to address it sooner, I'll pass it along an update. Aside from that, we realize that we need to make a correction to our operations and flashpoints in Fallen Empire blog. Currently, it states the following. Nightmare Mode will also be available for all the operations that had it previously and will reward the same as the highlighted hard mode, as well as the unique mounts and titles available currently. This statement is an error and needs to be corrected. When running a nightmare operation, this is the thing, there's a chance that there's a chance that a 224 item can drop, but it is not a guaranteed drop like the highlighted hard mode. And the highlighted hard mode thing is that, you know, the uh, what operation of the week right. deal, right? Um, do you see where the problem is so far? Yeah, keep going. Again. Okay, so nightmare mode operations will still drop their unique mounts and titles, and once fixed, there's a chance still a chance, to get 224 gear from them. It is by design that the best and most consistent way to gear up operations, gear up in operations, is to run the highlighted hard mode each week. Right. Although, they did certainly want to make sure there was a chance for a greater reward from Nightmare. We apologize for the confusion, and we'll correct the blog, blah, blah, blah. Wow. This thread, if you look on this thread, it's nuts. Yeah, well, I don't Nuts. read the threads anyways. I rarely do, but I had to look at this one. Yeah, and then, you know, the only ops I do is walk, so I don't... Progression and rating, no. it's not a big deal for me. I just... I don't need 224 I, gear. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just kept seeing what Lou and everybody was posting. So, people are obviously upset because they want a guaranteed loot drop or just a reason to run Nightmare Ops. What they're basically saying here is, well, if you want the best loot faster, run the highlighted hard mode. Yeah. Basically, but, they're saying that the reason to run the Nightmare Ops at, at right now is to get the extra amounts and titles. Yeah. But once they have that, which a lot of these groups have it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I see where everybody's coming from on this, for sure. I don't see where Bioware is coming from all the way. Nobody runs Nightmare except for a select amount of people. Why not guarantee a 224? In my in my opinion, I don't understand what the problem is with that. I mean, if you're going to guarantee it in a hard mode op, why not guarantee it in Nightmare too? So it gives the Nightmare people an incentive to keep running Nightmares, right? Yeah, I mean, you I can still I, only do it once a week. Exactly. I, the The only thing I can understand if coming from from Bioware's perspective is if sometime in the f- the future coffee storyline is heavily going to tie into the weekly hard uh, highlighted hard mode, then they want people to start already doing that. Yeah. Then now I can understand why they want to make it more definite that it would drop there. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think that I think the people that want to keep rating on the highest level want to do nightmare, or they want to be able to get if they want to choose to do nightmare, get the loot from that instead of going back to hard modes. I don't know. No, I no, I completely agree. I just think that this is. I think it's less... because they're also never doing any more nightmare mode. Yeah, I think that's part of it. But I think it's also part of, I think it's less that Bioware's trying to nerf or screw over hardcore raiders right. than it is that it's just an extension of Bioware trying to target gameplay. Not target, to but direct. I guess the, but those hard to, modes are. To direct the gameplay to certain areas of the game. Yeah. But I mean, those hard modes are, I guess, they're on a loop or they're random anyway, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about this, but. Honestly, I just feel bad for, and we'll keep, we'll continue to progress down this hole of why people are upset. This is just kind of another thing that is eating away at people. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring up something in a couple minutes when we get to this other thing here. So 
Um, there's also been changes with the latest pack. Right. Um, what they did is as we moved in launch of Fallen Empire, the cartel market team has been making continuous changes to improve the overall cartel market experience. Much of this based on feedback from those of you right here in the forums. One of the pieces of feedback they received regarding new packs is that they felt a bit lean because you only get two or three items, right? right. With the new Strategy Alliance pack, which I have a link in the show notes, there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Um, I don't know if you've seen well, any of it. But... No, but it's, uh, you know, centering around the, the alliance you have that you yeah. formed. It's pretty cool. Um, releasing tomorrow, this was the other day, they'll be adding uh, back the second primary slot to each pack. So this is similar to how previous shipments work. That means the content of the pack will look like primary slot, which would be a mount or armor, primary slot, mount and armor, companion gift, java jump. So they're adding one more thing, which is good. Uh, and that's based on feedback, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and, the, <clears throat> and what I think is when people were doing um, packs before and they would get companion gifts, they would look at that as junk. Right. Or now it's very integral to raising your alliance uh, uh, influence. No, for sure. Um, so check this out. Uh, I'm just we have two links in the show notes uh, for Dolph, Dolphy. One is the oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. One is the uh, the new the pack we just talked about, the uh, Strategy Alliance pack. And so we're just kind of going through the uh, items really quick. I like that. That's pretty cool. There's the Malgus armor. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, there is... Oh, what's that? Oh, that is sick. That mask is tight. So, the Overwatch Enforcer's Armor set? That looks really cool. Yeah, that mask is sick. Okay. So, anyway, we're just kind of looking through this. Some of the mounts look kind of like reskins of stuff that's already in the game. There's a new Gundark, um, and some mini pets and stuff. Uh, another jetpack of Rake. That looks cool. Um, and so the weapons are, are sick because it looks like they have, uh, uh, bayonets on them. Yeah. Which I, which... Wholly pointless in the sci-fi universe, but amazing. Uh, unless, I guess, you're in Gears of War. Moving on. I, was, I missed that game. Decorations, there's a bunch of stuff, too. So, <laughs> first, the <laughs> first thing, ugh, reskins. So, yes, there are a lot of reskins. But, the other thing I have in here, which I thought that I'd like to look at with you really quickly, my mm -hmm. friend, would be the 4th Anniversary Rewards Vendor. And as we know, we are in the fourth anniversary. Can you believe that we've been doing this for four years? I know, right? Can we start throwing snowballs for gifts again? Uh, not until I think the fifteenth. Okay. I think, but um, but the fourth anniversary rewards vendor is up, uh, and that is let's see, the vendor location is in the stronghold section of the fleet, and he'll sell you a bunch of decorations for free. The decoration the decoration limit is ten per deco, except for the HK fifty one statue, which apparently you can get fifty. Nice. So I'm going to get a whole bunch of those. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get put 50 them, per two. Put them all over Tatooine. Oh, you can't. You can only do 50 per 50 total, alliance. but still. Yeah, or legacy. So the old items from the third anniversary stuff, uh, Bioware has removed them since December 10 patch. Oh, they took this stuff out. That's right. So new items for fourth anniversary. So commemorative statue of HK51, model Edmund Hawk. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's Kotor. cool. Um, and then, so I'm wondering, because I did see that, and I think I put it in our, in our show notes for tonight, old items from the third anniversary, Bioware removed them. Well, they've also removed, I mean, when the third anniversary happened, they removed the, not being able to get the second anniversary stuff, I'm sure. Right, but I guess I'm confused because that one post that they did said that they were going to make the old stuff available for, oh, maybe they're not on this vendor. They were going to make it done for... For the parcels. They took them out of this vendor, but right. it's for the parcels. Okay, now I'm not confused. So there was another maintenance to fix some stuff, and then another maintenance to fix some stuff, 
And the, the Coruscant German cost strongholds now cost four credits as intended. So I don't know what it was. By the way, they're on sale. Four credits each. We already have them. Yeah, well, no, I don't, because I didn't rebuy them when I came in. Oh, you better swoop on that, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm definitely got to, because the only one I, I rebought Narshada when we moved over to yeah, I got, Carbinger. I have no, Narshada and Drummond uh, Cost. I'm so upset that I dropped like 10 million creds on my... Yeah. I, I bought Tatooine and Yavin, and yeah. then moved servers. Yep. And I don't have either of them right now, but I have millions of credits right now, so I'll get one soon. Third anniversary items are no longer present on the anniversary vendor, which we just read. That was right. the update. As and that just today. happened today. Exactly. Um, there was that issue with the referral program. That's back, which is cool. Cool. And the exploit. So let's go back to that. So as of today's patch, we fixed the following bug. It's no longer possible to purchase a stack of items and resell individual items for the price of the entire stack. So as in previous things, they said not to exploit things. Tell them, right? Not to try it out yourself, etc., etc. Right. So... Couple of things they're gonna do: suspension up to and including permanent suspension, removal of credits. Those make sense. Yes. Removal of commendation and other currency, and removal of companion affection. That, which that's, is something they've never done before, but well, that's important now. They've never done it, and it does matter now. You know. And some people are like, "Well, that's not gonna do anything." But how would it not? That's brutal. It takes a while to get those people up to fifty, especially. Exactly, and you just can't. You know, you. If you were able to solo mode Star Fortress, you just can't go do that again if your yeah. tunes don't have the influence. You gotta do it the hard way. Anyway, so, the exploit thing for me, I, it's always a no-brainer, but when we talk about it when it comes up, but in all honesty, man, I think that's very interesting that, um, all these things are kind of coming up now. Bioware is forced to make a choice of like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And I'm hoping they really come down hard on some of these guys because obviously everybody who did it, and they kind of make a point of saying that, there weren't as many people doing it as before. Right. So it's like, not like everybody's doing it and then they have to ban everybody. It's just people who knew they were doing it, knew how to do it, and were just trying to take, well, trying to exploit it. Anything else about that you want to talk about? We're good? No, I mean, the only thing I, is that, you know, this, this exploit didn't seem to get as much widespread notoriety. Right. Past, that, so I could explain why fewer people did it. Well, I think that's good because yes. people aren't being like, oh, dude, let's go do the exploit, you know? And exactly. I think that's good. People are having more common sense. Yeah. So there was also one other, a couple other things here we want to talk about. Removal of bronze and silver and gold packs. So remember, this is something they recently implemented. So the bronze, silver, and gold um, packs were removed from the market to coincide with the launch of new strategy alliance pack. Don't worry, though. The bronze, silver, gold packs will be coming back to the market. To the market. I don't have an exact timing at the moment, but we'll pass on more information. So yeah, I honestly just think they can't get the the uh, the logarithms to work out to because they were, you know, depending on popularity and right. And, and who knows how they were out. even determining that exactly. You know what I mean? So that I, I didn't know if that was ever really going to work as intended, but hopefully they come back better because I had hope for that. I just thought they were too expensive. Yes, when they came out. There's some other bugs that we put in the show notes that are here. Um, something with the Yavin, uh, starship hook, issues with the new pack, and there was a Gree achievement, uh, something, oh, player kills don't count. So they're looking into all of those. Right. Uh, alright, so, the discussion topic I'm gonna throw at you before we get out of Swotor real quick. And this is something that I've been hearing, you look upset. Don't be upset. This is something that I wanted to throw at you because a lot of the other podcasts are talking about it. More specifically, uh, one that I listen to every week still, which is, um, Old Republic Radio. Right. I was part of the guild there for a while. Um, I like those guys a lot. Um, 
and they've been part of this community as long as we have. Yes. One of the things they were talking about is kind of reaching their breaking point if soon if things don't change. Um, right. One of the things they were basically saying is, and, and they're not the only ones saying it, I'm just talking about them because of the forums or right. and Reddit and everybody else too, but I don't know if this is true for us, but for them, they're primarily, they do ops and some of them do PVP or GSF. They haven't even, and this is something that a lot of people point out, they haven't even given us a time frame that they're even thinking about maybe putting in new ops, GSF, right. or PvP. They, they've let it, I guess, at the last convention, uh, Cantina, they were saying that it's not that they're not working on PvP maps, they just don't have anything close so, to being released. Right. But that was the last we heard of it. Right now, we're not going to get any new content right now until February. Right. And at best, that's going to be an hour, hour and a half of content, right? Story? At best? Possibly. Depending on how long that chapter is. Right. Do you... I, this is a deal breaker for some people. Especially if you're in PvP. Especially if you are an ops guy. Right? Eventually, do you just say, well, I'm not going to get anything new. And is this why they're doing all the subscriber? Stay subscribed until August. Right? To get this HK55, which isn't really the incentive for some folks. I don't know. I just want yeah, to Yeah, I can see that it. that's why Bioware's doing it. But for me, I don't think I'm anywhere near a breaking point. Just because I don't do that other content. And if I did, the thing is there's so much content yeah. in the game. That if you if you limit yourself to saying I'm a PvP or I'm right. a PvE or and PvPers are still playing PvP exactly they're still playing PvP and yes I agree they have not gotten anything new and I and I do feel sorry for that I think they should have a new Warzone but exactly they should definitely have new Warzone or a new map or something but you know the game isn't just that just like the game isn't just PvE it's also not just story either it's which not... is which is kind of the point of contention here is because exactly. everybody's like. All we're getting is story, and that's not all this game's about. It is an MMO, and I get that. Um, and I, I completely agree with that. But if you say that there's no, that there's just the game, there's nothing to do, right? And you haven't exhausted everything. Like, if even if I had done PV, if I had finished Coffee already with, you know, twenty two characters or whatever, yeah, there is still PVP for me. To, there's still right. stuff for me to do. And there's the grindy stuff, the dailies, the heroics, the, you know, the alliance system. Yeah, and then even there's not always. A PV, but for me, that's somebody that's not a PvP, I can go and do that stuff now. Exactly. Do the stuff that's out of your comfort zone, maybe you might like it. And I wasn't trying to insinuate on any level that we are at our breaking point. Right. I'm, I'm nowhere near my breaking not point. Not even close. Um, but I do see where these guys are coming from, and I feel bad for them. Almost, and, and a lot of times because I've, I've podcasted with some of these people, I really like these people. I listen to their shows and I start thinking, I, I see where they're going and they're getting to the point to where they're just like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like if, if should I just wait and come back when, the, when there's new ops, like eventually recycling of the old content isn't going to be enough. And right. I, and I get where they're coming from. So I just want to throw that out there. If you guys have an opinion on this, our listeners, um, let us know. Are you with us? Are you against us? It doesn't matter. I'm not, it's not a right, you know, one side or the other thing. But for me, I, I don't want to see people leave the community because Bioware is like, well, everybody wants story. So we're going to give them the only story. Yeah. I think one thing that they could do to kind of just assuage some of this 
is with the events. Unfortunately, the only event that I can think of that tail that has anything for PvP is the the grieving because they've got that PvP yeah. area mm-hmm. and PvP quests that you can do every time they come in. And granted, if you've already got all the loot or anything, but still, it's different content that you don't always have. Yeah, I think if they were to instead of creating a story event, which is everything they've done, um, create a PvP event that takes place in Outlaw's Den. Yeah. Or on Ilum or whatever. And just have it be a 48-hour or a, a seven-day, you know, free-for-all where in Outlaw's Den there's certain things. And tie right. in the Seeker Droid where you've got to get stuff out of the ground at the same time. Well, I think this is interesting. Uh, an interesting idea in that this goes back to what Ilum was in the beginning of the game. Yes. And they never pulled it off. So, is there something in between they could do? Yeah, well, I mean, that was supposed to be an open world PvP 24-7. Oh, yeah. This, just make it a 24-7 for, you know, once every five months or six months, whatever. And you can move it around, because there's certain areas of that in almost every planet. You can do Outlaw's Den. What? You can do parts of Ilum. There's there's a whole bunch of areas that you could do it on. And then you could make it Mm -hmm. where... You know, what if it was like a P, you're basically suggesting a PvP version of a Rackle-ish event. Like, every, it can move around, you go, you know, you, you section off, you can even add a, you know, an instance or a part of a planet. And once you get there, just like in the Gree event, they walk, you walk in, and then you're flagged for PvP. And so, how do you do that? Is there, you know, PvPers don't really like their PvE mixed up with their PvP, but like, you know, there's got to be something they can do to make it just a fun, I don't know, just a, you just, know, just you, a fun PvP event. So PvPers it, could get some variety. What if they created an event that was like the, um, the great bounty hunt? You know, the, the mm-hmm. bounty hunter storyline, right? Something similar to that, but make it where once a month, or once every two months, it's on a different planet, and to fulfill the thing for the entire year, you have to have completed whatever the, the goals were on every planet hmm. and everything, and it has to do with PvE, or PvP. That'd be cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think there's other things they could do to, to in the interim, while, they, while they're figuring out if they're going to do more war zones, while they're figuring out if they're going to do more ops, I think they kind of figured out the ops and flashpoint thing they made it all scale and they made everything accessible from 50 to 65 with the bolster and all that and that's fine so they've recycled all that but gsf hasn't gotten any love and pvp hasn't gotten any love um and there are people that would love to do these things Mm -hmm. and have an incentive to do them so we don't have all the ideas if you have better ideas which i'm sure you do put them on the forums tell them to us i mean we look bioware's not listening but um i should probably remind musco maybe he should listen not, not. But the point is, man, is I, I'd hate for these people who are in the community to be like, you know what? I don't see anything for me in this game anymore. I've been here four years. Oh, that's the other thing I want to talk about um, before I forget. But I've been here four years and there's nothing for me. So the subscriber thing, I, I want to know. And I think they have a really valid point here. There's one other really cool, like, I, I guess I expected this with the subscriber awards, but it didn't come. Right. The idea of you and I have been subscribed for the most part since the beginning. There's been one month I haven't been a subscriber. And so 
all of this time, there's no reward for being how many months that you've subscribed. Right. And somebody brought up, and I think it was on Old Republic Radio, brought up EverQuest. And I remember when Kate and I played EverQuest 2, there were veteran rewards. Every year you would get, the longer you subscribed, how many months you were subscribed, you would get certain rewards. Right. There should absolutely be something for the people who have been subscribed since day one, like me. I have never, I think my sub lapsed for a couple days once because I got some weird billing thing. But I have, I mean, I've thrown 15 bucks in this game for four years. Yeah. It'd be cool to get to have something that only people who've been subscribed as long as I have would get. And that'd be badass, you know? That would be very cool. Um, so I'm not mad at Bioware. I just think that they could have gone farther with the sub rewards, not hype it so much. And at the same time, let's really start to figure out when you're going to start telling people what's coming. I think before they leave for the holidays, and this is not warning Bioware or threatening, but since you're listening anyway, but I think before they go away for the holidays, I think they really need to be like, okay, here's our plan. February, new story. We hope to have a new war zone. February, end of February, new operation, beginning of March, something. You know what I mean? Because otherwise... I think that's really early. It is, but what, how? Come on. Really? You think that's too early? I do, just because of the way Bioware works. But what have they been doing besides coffee? Well, what what we have for coffee is the nine chapters so far, but we know it's going for... I don't know. Or at least give us, at least give these guys a time frame. Even if it's like, you're going to get a new war zone in April. You know? Even, I mean, look. I mean, cut and paste, right? Cut and paste a hotball map. At least give them something. I don't know. I'm just, I I just feel, I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel bad for these guys because I listen to them week to week, week in, week out. And these guys aren't the only ones saying these things. And I just, I love Bioware. I love the game. I'm not going anywhere. But I also don't want to see these guys go either. Yeah, I think if they, if they continue on the path that they've kind of started with copy of forcing incorporation of PvP in with the PvE story. Right. Um, and it's not, and that's opposite of what they were saying is PVE with their PVP. Right. This is the opposite of that because you're not forced to do the PVE if you do the PVP. If they're going to do that, they're, they're going to have to add new content. Yeah. Agreed. All right, man. Well, I think we beat that horse to death. Yeah. I think that was a pretty long sword horse section. Not the same as always. All right. 50 minutes or so. Okay. Too long. All right. Let's go into podcast corner. Should I cut it? I'll just cut the whole section. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I do have a podcast corner this week, man. And the funny thing is, is I suggested this last week. You did. <laughs> but I feel like we just keep hyping ourselves. But anyway, we just put out our first universe episode. We did. And in, um, I guess, in conjunction with that, or is that the right word that I'm looking for? Anyway, to go along with that, I'm right. suggesting Fat Man on Batman again. Yes. Episode 102 is part one of two of Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard in sitting down with um, Andrew Kreisberg. And he is the man responsible for the Arrow and the Flash. Right. One of the main One people. of. Yeah. One of. Um, so far, I haven't finished the first part yet. I'm about halfway through. It's a great interview so far. He's done, he's, he's done Green Arrow comics. He's worked, uh, some of the things he's done is, it's really kind of cool to see like the progression of how these people move through. Right. Uh, and end up where they are, you know? Right. And he helped create um, Valentine, Girl from Arrow. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I think it's Cupid, yeah, Cupid, right? Yeah, so he created that in the comics, I think, and brought her in, and stuff like right. that. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's cool. She's now part of Suicide Squad. Exactly. So this is it's a pretty fun, um, it's a good interview so far. 
and I'm looking forward to it. And again, that just kind of goes along with if you're not watching these shows, you should be. It's it's comic books on the screen, right? So they are. It's wonderful. Anyway, that's my suggestion. Cool. So Star Wars. Star Wars. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Stand in our way. I will finish what you started. All right, so I entered the Omaze contest. <laughs> if I had extra money, I would. But no, I put in 15 bones. 15 bones gets you 150 entries. Something like that. And um, I'm hoping to win. Yeah, that would be nice. Who are you taking with you? Hmm. Well, I think what I would do is I would... uh Take Kate. <laughs> well, it's either I want to get divorced or lose my podcast partner. <laughs> huh. Maybe I'll see if I can get an extra ticket. That's what it is. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not going to win. But I entered it. Uh, it's too late to do it now. I just want to show off. And I mean, it just all goes to, to good charity. No, and, and it was actually kind of cool. One of the things that reminded me, too, of that is you saw Mark Hamill in the Stormtrooper outfit. Yeah, for one of the videos to promote it, I thought that was cool too. So, all right, man. So let's get into the. We have kind of a lot here, but and I think it'll go fairly quickly. So we have a bunch of stuff. Why don't you go with this? Yeah. One? Well, first, before we get to the films, I just want to point out that uh, we're going to be doing another one shot this week. Yes. And uh, um, what one that we will not do this week, but we will put on the next one, is one comic that got released this week, which is a Star Wars annual. Oh, yeah. So we're looking forward to, to reading that, but uh, we just want to kind of say, yes, it's out, and we will touch on it soon. Yeah, stoked about that. Uh, but we do have a lot of, I mean, the, the the Force Awakens stuff is just now coming hot and heavy and lots of stuff. Um, but before we get to the Force Awakens stuff, I thought there was a really interesting kind of interview that Francis Ford Coppola did. And if, I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know that Coppola is one of Luke's great friends and mm-hmm. also an inspiration um for a lot of what he does. And he kind of just came out and said that Lucas is an amazingly innovative and imaginative filmmaker. And he got lost in the star Wars universe because I mean, before he did star Wars, you know, he did THX 1138, he did American graffiti, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And he was a producer and other people's things. And he just got lost in star Wars for 40 years. Um, granted since he's left, he's done red tails and, you know, he did other things too, but sure. Um, I think Coppola's kind of saying that to kind of just hope Lucas doesn't leave filmmaking and just hope he does other stuff. Right. And you can kind of see that he kind of, that Lucas did kind of go down the rabbit hole with Star Wars. No, for sure. And we're thankful for it. We're no, just... yeah, no. We would not be doing this podcast probably without old, old, old George. Exactly. So, um, but in that we, we got a couple of, uh, new, um, promotional materials from The Force Awakens. They have a new, uh, Poe Dameron poster, which is really cool. I put that up on, Pinterest. Yeah. Um, also, Finn has a motion poster. Yeah, I saw Which that. is really cool where the lightsaber lights up and uh, basically it's a GIF. And, yeah. Um, I put that up on uh, Pinterest as well. Um, there are a couple of featurettes that came out this week. There's several. Lots of featurettes. Um, one is uh, one's called Legacy. So check that out. We put a link in the show notes. Um, there's a whole bunch of talks that, that you uh, had pointed out. Yeah. I feel like we're really getting kind of bogged down in all the different spots. I mean, I feel like every time I sit down, uh, I, I know the wife and I are watching, uh, 
TV last night and every, oh, oh, you know, I fast forward the commercials. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, but I found myself rewinding for ones I hadn't seen and there was a couple. Yeah. In the and, last few but what I like is it's not necessarily new footage, mm-hmm. although they might put a few frames in here or there. It's mostly just reconstituted. Yeah. To a different storyline, which is what most, I mean, it's exactly what the X Files were doing with all theirs. Right. Um, that one gets me every time. Have you seen that commercial with the guy who dresses his kid up as Chewbacca mm-hmm. and stuff and like, Okay, I'll show that to you in a minute. Okay, it's it's, it's, it's good. And let me, I'll pull this, I'll pull it up over here. Like okay, um, one bit of actual news that we got is that uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the head of, of Lucasfilm now, um, she has come out and confirmed that Captain Phasma is not only going to survive through Episode Seven, which I don't know how much of a spoiler that is. Well, because if you look into it, she's not going to be a Boba Fett. Right. Well, even though he was two movies, right? Gwendolyn Christie uh, has been signed on for other movies, but um, she basically was confirming that she's going to live through the first movie because she becomes a much larger character throughout the trilogy. Oh, cool! So that's a that's kind of a cool uh, little snippet. Um, also, it looks like Star Wars, uh, Lucasfilm in particular, has been uh, talking to a major female agent. I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. But they're doing that because uh, they are looking at bringing in some female directors for future Star Wars films. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, can you scroll down? And some of them that they're thinking about are uh, Sarah Gavron, who uh, just directed the recent Suffragette movie. Um, oh, S.J. Really? Clarkson, who did uh, directed some of Jessica Jones and some of Orange is the New Black. Uh, Linda Wolverton, who is one of the writers on The Lion King, and Marty Noxon, who's a, one of the writers for Unreal. So, cool. They're definitely looking at, at some female talent, which is great. Um, they're kind of just finally putting where them, or money where the mouth is about the, the whole feminist idea in Star Wars and stuff. Very cool, dude. Also, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I like them. Um, they have a movie coming out on December 18th. I don't know if anybody knew, but they are coming out with a movie called Sisters, which Look. looks really funny question yes who would do this it's called cross uh counter scheduling it's called counter scheduling so they did this on purpose yes because they're figuring that their main audience is not going to be the audience that's going to see star wars i guess it's a good thing right and uh, just i think the new chipmunks movie comes out the same day or something i don't know yeah, come on no one's going to see that. but anyways what's great is they did a force awakens parody for their <laughs> movie called sisters it's and pretty so awesome. Thing. It is really funny, but what I love is at the very end they they do a hashtag and it says hashtag you can see them both. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty good, dude. I I I'm actually I really want to see that movie. So do I. I'm just gonna not see it at theater because I'm gonna be seeing Forrest Wiggins every time we go to the movies. Exactly, but no, it's it looks really funny. So check it out. It's Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, uh, Maya Rudolph is really funny in it. Oh God, I can't wait for that. Movie. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of people. So it looks really good. So check that out. I like. I just like the beginning there saying, "What if she said something random?" And he's like, "I don't know. We're really drunk. <laughs> we're talking in a British accent. Oh yeah, that's right. We're covering up our buzz. Yeah, we're really drunk. We're both really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um. So they uh, they came out with a, a little bit of news yesterday that um, it is official that Star Trek Beyond is going to be having a trailer on Star Star Wars. Question? Yes. Um, JJ, that's why he's still a producer on Star Trek. I thought he left. He's not directing, but he's still producing. Interesting. All right, well that makes sense then, because otherwise I was going to say they're going to think it's blasphemy. <laughs> but as for now, the the what I believe we've had confirmations on our X Men Apocalypse. Yep. 
Star Trek Beyond, and Captain America Civil War. Now, we're getting a different trailer than we saw, or we're getting that trailer that we saw for Civil War? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, either way, it wouldn't matter, because it, I want to see that on the big I screen. I want to see that as big as possible. But. Um, and then there is a list of other possibilities, and I have put these in what I think are the likelihood. Okay. Um, for most likely to least likely. So most likely, I think we're going to see actually a Jungle Book. Um, yeah, trailer. Jungle Book makes sense. Because it's Disney, it's more Favreau. adult. Exactly, it's Favreau. Um, second, I think, would be Finding Dory, just because you're looking at a huge audience there. Oh, it's Pixar Disney, so it makes sense. Then I think it's Batman v Superman, just because it's such a huge movie, you can't not have it on there. And they'll put the money out to do it. Right. Then the next two kind of are right on par of Deadpool and Suicide Squad. I really... The reasons why, I think, is just because... They are the same target fan base, yeah, but different studios. So I think you're going to get much harder. I don't think we're going to get them. I'd really like to see the Deadpool one. Yes, but you're right. I, but the, I think pro- it's... The, the problem with Deadpool is any Deadpool trailer they put out, they're going to want to put out a red band version. Yeah, and since we're going on a PG-13 movie, right, you can't put a red band trailer on it. Right. Also, uh, then the next two I think are long shots, but possibilities. Uh, one is the Independence Day Resurgence sequel, um, because that's due out yeah. late June of 2016, so we're coming up about the time we get a, a, a first trailer. Um, and then the last one is Ghostbusters. Cool. Uh, they're getting to the point in filming where they should be able to have a trailer out soon, but again, it's pretty early for that. So those are my guesses. Um, usually you're going to have, on a major release like that, five or six trailers. Yeah. They already have three confirmed. I honestly think the next two are going to be Jungle Book and, and Batman v Superman. I, I think Dory's a good shot, too, for sure. I mean, are there any other big Pixar films or anything coming up? No, because the two major Pixar films for this year just have already been released. Okay. That's Good Dinosaur and Inside Out. And Inside Out, um, yeah. Then uh, the, the next one is the Disney animated feature, and that's Jungle Book. Right. But um, <coughs> but that's live action, my bad. But live the, action, uh, yeah. Um, and Dory is Pixar, but that's still a couple years down the road. Uh, the next one you're looking at is Mona. For oh, yeah. Disney, but that's still not, that's not anywhere near yeah. coming close. Hmm. I wonder. So there's that. Um, so you put in a whole bunch of uh, features here, of so why don't you bring this up? All right, so look, I we're getting a bunch of stuff, and these are very short. I put the links in the show notes, but there was some interviews, and these type of interviews are making me laugh. Okay? So we've got one with Adam Driver, one with Han, oh, Han Solo, one with Harrison Ford, and one with Carrie Fisher. Okay. Yeah, really quick, a little interjection. What I love about these, what they're doing with these, is it's coming at a time where everyone's starting to say, wait, and you actually just kind of said it earlier, there's starting to be way too many spots and we don't want to see any more footage. Now they're giving you some behind-the-scenes stuff, so it gives you some new content right. without spoiling it. So let's talk to the actors and let's exactly. see what they're doing and what do they think. You get nothing plot-wise from these. Not at all. And you can tell by the interviewer because you can hear her asking the questions. They're so scripted. They're, they're scripted, pre-screened, yep. right? And it's very much like, doesn't matter what they say, it's not a conversation. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to ask you these four questions, Harrison Ford, yep. and you are going to answer them. And they answer them great. Yes. But it's just a very stiff delivery of the questions because it's like, I can't deviate from this at all, you know? Um, the Adam Driver one is really interesting. I thought that was cool. Um, just to hear him talk about, she asked him something about being the villain. And he right. says, I don't, I, how did you approach that role? He says, I didn't think about it as being the villain. And so I thought that was kind of yeah. neat. 
um, that idea of like, I just wanted to see where he was and why he was doing what he was doing sort of thing. And I thought that was cool. And what um, I think they also kind of works with is he's obviously on a mission, mm-hmm. right? You can see what it is to fulfill like the destiny of Vader, what he thinks is the destiny of Vader. But what I love is like, he might not be the ultimate villain. No. We still have not seen Domino Gleason yet. And we haven't seen, uh, the, uh, Andy Circus character. Right. Uh, there's people that could be much more villainous. And it also really just kind of reiterates the fact of why we, there's so much we don't know about this film. And exactly. I can't, and, and, which is great. Which is, which is wonderful. I'm really glad we don't know a lot. So then he talks to Harrison Ford and it's hard to listen to Harrison Ford, like talk, <laughs> because I'm a big Babylon fan and I love, I love, uh, you know, Garmin, Garmin Strong, right? Yeah. But, he does a great impression. It's him just like, um, 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 uh, and then he says words. He did that like three times in this, in this interview. And one of them, he was just looking for one word and he like, um, like four times. And, you know, he's an old guy, but the, the, the first question was pretty much like, what was it like coming back as this character? Right. And he's like, well, it should have been stupid or it should have been cheesy or corny or whatever word he used, but he's just like, but it wasn't, right. you know, it's like, it just shows that because this is one of the biggest Star Wars skeptics. Yeah. And he came and he basically said, JJ's doing it right. And, and they always asked, they asked him and actually they asked all three how it was to work with JJ. And it sounds like he's the man. Um, what was kind of cool about who I think was it? I think Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher's is like twice as long as everybody else's. Well, she's way. hilarious. And she, I don't even know what she's talking about half the time. But she's awesome to listen to. It was really fun. But she said something along the lines of, he remembered everybody's names. JJ knew everybody's names. And he right. even knew my dog's name. But my my dog's kind of famous. Stuff like that. Like, I'm like, what well, are you talking about? Well, she well, always has her dog with her. No, I, ever I, yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is. Right. But she's she not. said a bunch of weird stuff I didn't understand. But these are really cool spots. So check them out. We have the link uh, in the show notes. They're fun. They're short, three to six, six minutes in Carrie's case. But. Um, I want to bring up a couple other things here. Did you saw this too, the Lupita Nyong'o thing? Yeah, I watched it when she was on. Yeah, I'm a big, I like the new Daily Show a lot. I know people don't like him as much as Jon Stewart. But well, big shoes to fill. But yeah. I, I like Trevor Noah. I like his sense of humor. I, we've talked about this before. I like him a lot. Excuse me, but he had uh, Lupita Nyong'o on. And was she there to talk about Star Wars? Not really. <laughs> yeah, no, she was on to actually talk about a play that she's doing. Yeah, she's going to do a play on Broadway. Yeah. I think it was called, like, uh, was it Echo? Not Echo. Something like that. I think it's Echo. Something I think it like might have been Echo. But anyway, she's beautiful, really cool. It was a fun interview. Right. My favorite they, part. They had great chemistry. Yeah, my favorite part was, I think he was kind of hitting on her the whole time, yeah. which I thought was funny. But at the end, he kind of was like, so the plot of Star Wars. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, there's lightsabers and stuff. Like, she couldn't say anything about that movie. How weird would it be to be sitting on the set of The Daily Show and being on there for one of the reasons of being one of the biggest movies probably ever to come out yes, and not be able to say a damn thing about it? Exactly, right? <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cool. So Time Magazine did yes. the uh, did that piece. Right. You know, you saw R2 and BB-8 on the front. Yeah. Uh, there was this video that went along with, and we have the link in the show notes, of course, but there's this video that talks about behind the scenes of that photo shoot and it's the guy the photographer talking about taking photos and being a fan and it was it was actually a pretty cool little little piece so definitely check that out i thought that was neat um what else do we have oh speaking of crazy 
Single Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she, you know, it's funny for for being. A, I mean, obviously, she's in a position where she can't say much about anything. She right. still is able to speak her mind about a couple of things. Right. And one of the main things is this. Yeah. So let's bring this up so we can um, throw this in here. But we talked a what a couple of weeks ago, right? Right. About about Carrie Fisher, not Carrie Fisher, about the slave Leia thing. Yeah, how uh, Disney was going to be getting rid of the marketing of the slave uh, slave Leia dolls and toys and stuff. Right. And so <laughs> it says, now word of the incident has reached Carrie Fisher, who offers up her own explanations, because, of course, she's awesome. Right. Um, and so <laughs> it says, uh, let's see, there's been some debate. This is the guy asking. There's been some debate recently about whether there should be no more merchandise with you in the Return of the Jedi bikini. <laughs> I think that's stupid. <laughs> that's Carrie saying That's that. Carrie. Uh, to stop making the merchandise? The guy asking is, the father who flipped out about it. What am I going to tell my kid about what she, about why she's in that outfit? Tell him that a giant slug captured me and forced me to wear that stupid outfit. And then I killed him because I didn't like it. And then I took it off backstage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love just, how she's just so real about it. But, I mean, and then she says, let's see, and again, oh, she spoke with the LA Times this time. How about telling his daughter that the character is wearing that outfit not because she's chosen to wear it. She's being, she's been forced to wear it. She's a prisoner of a giant testicle <laughs> who has a lot of saliva going on. And she's not, and she does not want to wear that thing. And it's ultimately that chain, which you're now indicating that is some sort of accessory to S&M that is going to kill the giant saliva testicle. That's asinine. Exactly. She just boils down to exactly what it is and how come to represent. Right. But she uh, carries an interesting bird because she comes from Hollywood royalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, her parents are, are Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I mean, Debbie Reynolds, for Christ's sake, was in uh, Singing in the Rain at like 17. Oh God, and crazy. Eddie Fisher that's crazy. was married to Debbie Reynolds and was married to, to uh, um, Elizabeth Taylor and yeah. You know, classic film guy. And then she grew up in, in all that. She was, used to be married to, uh, Paul Simon and right. she dated, uh, Albert Brooks too. And so, you know, just, she grew up with Hollywood. Right. And so she just doesn't deal with playing the games, right? And if you want to see a great example of this, check out a movie that came out in the 90s called Postcards from the Edge. Okay. Right. It's with Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine. And it was written by Carrie Fisher. And really? it's loosely based on their life growing up. Oh, that's so it's Meryl Streep basically playing Carrie Fisher and Shirley <laughs> MacLaine basically playing Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> and so if you look at it in that mindset, you could totally see what it's like. Yeah. And so she definitely comes at it from a different point of view. Um, and she also touches on the fact that evidently Disney asked her to lose weight for this role. Oh, yeah, there's that too. So, but... And I heard this somewhere else too, and it's like, don't, but don't they kind of always do that? Like, always. They kind of always, and I think they, I overheard, I heard the same thing about Mark Hamill too. Yeah. You know, and it's like, for these roles and stuff, they always want you to be, look a certain way. So they might, well, it's, say it's depending on what like the character that. is going to be too. I mean, right. it, I mean, obviously with Mark Hamill, he's a Jedi. He might be a little bit more physically based. You know, right. he might have to have a certain body type. Exactly. So I, I loved her responses to these. I love that she called him a testicle. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I'm with her on it too. I think I. I mean, if you can't frame it in the way to tell you, if, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're having that conversation with your daughter, you're gonna tell her, yeah, she is in that outfit. I mean, here's it's, why. It's right there in the name. She's a slave. <laughs> yeah, it's like slaves don't masochist. get a lot of choices. Yeah. She's not a masochist. She's not a submissive. She's not exactly. anything you'll see in Fifty Shades of Grey. No, nothing. Like she that. is a slave chained to a monster. Right, and of course, as we know. Slavery is is very real in the Star Wars universe. Yes. So, 
Anyway. Well, um, the last thing. Yeah, yeah, last thing. A little bit of the new content we did get was there a brand new Holy. Chinese trailer. Holy poop. And there was some awesome stuff in this. This, I mean, a lot of footage we've seen. There were some lines we hadn't heard. Yes. And what there was the some, one um, we were trying to remember? There were some lens flares we hadn't seen there before. some good lens flares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the we have the link in the show notes. There's some really cool stuff in here. There was the, oh, Han. In the cockpit. Yes. There was Han in the cockpit, which is awesome. Yeah, because we had seen Han in the Falcon, right? When he says we're home. Right. But flying the Falcon, all we'd seen is Daisy Ridley. And he said a line very much Han Solo, like, hold a baby, hold together, or something like that, or, you know, something like that effect. But it, it's a really cool trailer. And I thought it was interesting. There was no music in the beginning, and they started with the dark side stuff. They started with Kylo Ren talking to the Vader mask saying, yeah. you know, um, you know, I'll finish what you started that thing. And there wasn't the, the, there wasn't the music. And then they did the Ren stuff and then they went in, yeah. the Kylo, not the, the Ray stuff. And then they went on. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of the first trailer in that it didn't start off with music, mm. but it was from the dark side. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Definitely really check cool. it out. Uh, let's get to the TV stuff. Yeah, that's it for the movies. We don't have anything new with Rebels, although Rebels is still chugging along and it's really good. Yep. Uh, there's a great Ahsoka Tano episode recently. So well, I'm an episode or two behind. Yeah, so check it out. There's a great Ahsoka Tano episode. Very good. You with know, my wife this, out of town and the kids, and yeah, we haven't watched it. This but. whole season, you can tell, is building up to a meeting between Ahsoka Tano oh, and Darth Vader. I can't wait so for that. definitely check that out. Uh, this one I didn't even know about until today, so why don't you talk about it? Oh, I forgot. This is me. Yeah, I threw this in here. Uh, this I saw, uh, you know, I get most of my stuff from Cosmic Book News, but, uh, Mark Hamill is hosting a, a Star Wars documentary on ESPN. Yeah, when I saw the headline, I was like, okay, one, it makes sense because ESPN's owned by ABC, ABC's owned by Disney, sure. Disney owns Lucasfilm. You know, they're great at Synergy, totally makes sense, but I'm like, what is the basis? What could they do? <laughs> exactly. What is sports based? And then I saw it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. There's a trip, the for, the, the force. The link we have in the show notes has, don't just read, I mean, read it, but there's a trailer that goes along with it. Yes. It's phenomenal. It basically talks about the, um, uh, what's the? Kendo. The Kendo fighting influence of lightsaber duels, the evolution of the lightsaber duels. And it's basically, I mean, it's called Star Wars evolution of the lightsaber duel, but it's cool within that you get we're talking to John Boyega. Yes, John Boyega. They're talking to Ray Park. They're right. talking to, um, to Han, or to Luke. They're talking, you know, everybody. And it's cool because then you get, you get this idea of like, okay, they're training to do this thing. And it's also, they all know that the influences from this type of fighting there. And there's one point where Boyega is talking about that type of fighting and how intense and fast yes. it is. And it's so cool. It's so cool to see what has, why we're here is because of stuff like that. I exactly. thought that was cool. So, so I'm really looking forward to it. Plus, it's being aired on my birthday, so I'm yep. excited about that. So that's airing on Tuesday, December 15th at 7 p.m. on ES- oh, that's Eastern uh, yeah. ESPN. So I will set my recorder for that when we are done with this. Absolutely. All right. So let's get to games. I really only have one thing. Yeah, why don't you bring this up because I... Still, I'm flabbergasted with the idea of this. So, this is, and from what I understand, this is something that um, some folks I know on Twitter just pointed me to today, and and the sources are from two different places, but apparently, and, and of course, I'm, 
we'll talk more about this as it develops, but there's a Star Wars open world game in development, apparently, by the people who did, like, Assassin's Creed, influenced by, like, you know, Fallout and stuff like that. The idea is that I think it's going to be very much like there's a, it's obviously story-based, it's all these things, but you're going to get this, this, I would love to be able to create a character and just run willy-nilly through the Star Wars universe and really do it sandboxy like Skyrim or Fallout or something like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I'm kind of curious to get your opinion on because I never played Galaxies. Okay, well. How similar was that? I did a little bit, but that was still an MMO. Right. Um, but it was a sandbox MMO. So it was more like, I always found myself just running through the desert in that game, but I didn't play it for very long. I was really into EverQuest, uh, at the time. Um, so I, I can't speak to that, but I have played Skyrim. I'm a big fan of the Fallout series. Uh, I would like it to be somewhere in between like a Mass Effect story, sort of Bioware story-ish thing. And, but, but also more in the, the realm of like a Skyrim or, a fallout where it's you have a main quest line but i could go anywhere i want okay you know what i mean and uh if i want to go into that can I, and if i see a cantina i can go into that cantina and i can interact with people there and i can steal everybody's stuff if i want to i can kill everybody if i want to like that's the kind of that's the kind of game that those are it's not um, so on rails right it's not at all and i think that's what they want to get away from i think with this game but i again don't know enough about it i I just heard about this today. Yeah, and nothing about it sounds official. No, and I and from what I understand, it's just in its infancy stages. Right. Like, it's just starting. So, we'll have more about this, and it's something I'm definitely interested in. I don't, you know, there's a reason, the only, honestly, man, the only reason I don't play, I haven't bought Fallout yet, I'm going to get it for Christmas, but the only reason I have I don't play Skyrim more, and I don't play Dragon Age Inquisition is like that as well. Um, and uh, what's the other one before that? Anyway, those type of games. And even Assassin's Creed to some effect, because I find myself getting sidetracked. Like, like I said, I, I use this, this example all the time, but in Skyrim or, um, Elder Scrolls or something like that, I would just create a character. I'd spend two hours doing that. And then I get into the game. I'd get the first quest done. And then I'd go into somebody's house and rob them. <laughs> and then I'd get caught. And then I'd be like, well, I wanted to really steal, see what was in that closet they had. So then I'd go back in. Rob him again, then I'd kill the guy, then I'd feel bad about that, then I'd go somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I could do whatever I want, and so I don't end up doing the main storyline, so I never finish those games, right. not even close. But, built into those type of games is hundreds and hundreds of hours like of games. Grand Theft Auto. Just like Grand Theft Auto kind of thing. It's like, if I want to go to the main quest, cool, but otherwise, I'm just gonna get a car and go over there for four hours. You right. know what I mean? So... I don't know. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see uh, how this is going to go. So, yeah. Anyway, that's um, it for that. Yeah, we talked a lot about the mobile games last week, so we're not going to be touching on those at all. And uh, no new Battlefront news. So we're going to go right into music. And we don't have a ton of music information yet, except for I'd heard rumors that a score to Episode 7 is leaked online. But I huh? purposely have not looked for it. So I don't want to know. So basically, it's I mean it's a five piece uh, bluegrass band made up of uh, two guitars, a mandolin, uh, the banjo, and a steel guitar, and it's it kicks booty. It's pretty sweet. So dude. check it out. Uh, we'll post it on our Facebook. My wife page. loves bluegrass blue music. So, so do I. I mean, so I one of my favorite albums is the uh, the uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. So uh, yeah, so definitely check that out. 
Um, also, if you paid attention to Twitter at all this week, they did hashtag The Force Awakens, which was a Q&A with uh, a whole bunch of the stars. And one of the things that came out of it was a cute little, like, 20-second duet between uh, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac doing a, a cover of Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we'll put a link in the uh, the show notes, and, and I'll get it up on the, on the Facebook page. And uh, it's it's almost enough to make you forget the Christmas special. <laughs> Is it? Is it, it is. Though? It's really good. All right. I'm surprised they both have great voices. Well, a lot of these guys can sing. That's pretty adorable. It is very adorable. They have great chemistry. So yeah. I'm curious to see how, because we haven't seen them in the same scene on no yet. So I'm curious to see when we'll see them together. Totally. Um, then you saw some toys. So I saw some toys. So Hot Toys, which well known for their uh, one six scale toys. I mean, right. they're right up there with sideshow collectibles. I mean, they're they're way up there, and these are phenomenal. So they released a Ray and BB eight Star Wars Force Awakens figures, and to say that they're cool would be like saying, "Oh wow, Star Wars is okay," right? That is spot on. So these figures. So let's see. It says Hot Toys is thrilled to officially present the one six scale collectible figure of the movie's heroine Ray. Um, and then Ray, and there's also Ray with BB-8. Uh, there's a special one six scale collectible set of Ray and the lovable droid BB-8. So look at these pictures. They look really good. I mean, and then with the mask, the gun. And just the face is so realistic and Daisy Ridley. Yeah, it's, it's spot on. And that one is cool with BB-8. So this, I just thought that was worth checking out. Link in the links in the show notes if you want to see. Yeah, it. and I'll get the I mean, pictures up on Pinterest later tonight. I mean, I can't imagine how expensive they are, but oh god, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, there's a the one piece of merchandise that I found that I liked this week was the uh, the J Crew has uh, started selling bed sets, and by bed sets I mean sheets and pillowcases yeah. and yeah. stuff. And but what I find hilarious about it is it's like the the sheet itself is the person is the character laying in the bed. It's so like right. one is Chewbacca. So Chewbacca's laying on the bed, but the pillowcase is the <laughs> head. And so it's like your head is laying on Chewbacca's face. Oh, that looks so cool. And it's like he's giving you a hug. Another <laughs> one is Darth Vader. So it's pretty darn funny. Um, oh, those are great, dude. They are. So definitely check those out. Uh, I'm not too sure about Darth Vader having the lightsaber in bed with me. Well, but... look, and it's not at that position. <laughs> I know, right? Damn, we might have to explain some of John's scheme. We better stop. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. So there's that. Um, <laughs> and the last thing we have in the Star Wars section is a NASA scientist has uh, put out a video, and it looks like he's giving tips on how to build a Death Star. Like, seriously? Yeah, and it looks like he's uh, saying the best way to do it efficiently is to actually build it on an asteroid. That makes sense. Yeah, so we, you know. Well, and you know what's funny about that is that, isn't that Starkiller base look like it's kind of in an asteroid? Yeah, it does. Interesting. So, uh, definitely go check that out. It's just a a fun little watch. Are we done? We're done. We're done with Star Wars. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Welcome to pop culture. Boy. We have a lot. We do. It's been, it's a big, big show, big week. Big week. Um, one of the major things that has happened this week, and it just happened this morning, is that the Golden Globe nominations came out. 
Um, I'm not going to touch on anything here unless it just links up really, you know, tangentially. But I am going to put out a special little uh, episode uh, where I'm just going over uh, the Golden Globes. And I am a big fan of award season. I know you are not. I'm not. Um, but I do love the Golden Globes. I love the Oscars. I love the Tonys. The Tonys is in the summer. But can I just say I like <clears throat> I like that people win awards. Yes. And I like to think about people winning awards. And I even like to say, like, I think that person should win awards. I can't watch the shows. I yeah, you're can't. weird. I can't. Um, so, yeah, so, so what I'm going I'm to sorry, do... I'm sorry. I know that hurts your feelings. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, two contests. I'm going to do a Golden Globes contest, and I'm going to do an Oscars contest. Nice. And uh, we'll do a... Uh, I'll come up with an online entry form, and we'll come up with some uh, in-game rewards. Or if you don't play Star Wars, then we'll come up with some... Uh, we'll, we'll get you a free t-shirt when we do our first line of... Yeah. Of useful podcast t-shirts. Actually, that's what I'll do. That's a thing. Exactly. It's gotta be a thing. It definitely will be. Uh, obviously before Comic-Con, because we're yeah. gonna be wearing them. Obviously. Um, so yeah, so just keep an eye out on that. I'm gonna record something, uh, by the end of next week. Because Golden Globes aren't until January, so we've got a little bit of free time. Cool. Um, but yeah, keep an ear out for that. I'm excited. We are. Well. Well, you're not. Moderately. You're excited for our fans. I'm excited for all of you. <laughs> We uh, have a, quite a bit of TV news. So much. Um, and first of all, the most important <laughs> one of the week. Of course you put this in on top. I did. I had to put on for Because one of my favorite people in the entire entertainment industry is Patrick Warburg. Oh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious, right? I mean, he's the uh, the guy who does the intro video for um, Soaring Over California at Disneyland. You know, he was in a great movie I love called Big Trouble. He's And his character, he was also... Uh, Kronk. He's Kronk in Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. And... In, Singing his own theme song. Right. Oh, so amazing. And uh, in Seinfeld, he was... Putty in putty. Seinfeld. Exactly. Um, so, you know, lots of great stuff. But it looks like that he uh, has um, been in talks with Amazon. It looks like Amazon is going to be bringing back The Tick. This is kind of exciting. It is kind of exciting. Um, it's also madness, because I did watch the first one. But. Yeah. And Patrick Warburton is just... It's so funny because he's so deadpan. Yeah, I know. That's why I like him. Exactly. He's just, he's awesome. So, um, so that's he, cool. yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, well, we've got a couple of, uh, uh, Arrowverse news that we've, uh, that has come up since, uh, we did our first mm-hmm. one. Um, we have some cool Zoom concept art that the artist for the Flash series has, uh, put out. And so I'll get that up on Pinterest. So check yeah. that out. Cool. Um, there's a cool article that, uh, I believe it was BuzzFeed put out. And I put a link in the show notes, but it's talking about possible speedsters that we will see in the Flash in the next few seasons, hmm. um, because there's a number of them in the comics. Um, well, Wally West, I think, is going to be for sure. Yeah, actually, for sure, we've already met Jay Garrick and we've met Zoom. Right. Uh, it's confirmed that later this season we're going to see Jesse Quick and right. Wally West. Right. They didn't mis- mention Jesse Jesse Quick. Yeah, and then uh, the ones that they've listed as possibilities are Bart Allen, who is Barry Allen's grandson. Uh, Max Mercury, Johnny Quick, Johnny Quick, both from uh, Earth Three and Earth Two. Wow. Uh, Cobalt Blue, Black Flash, who is kind of like the Grim Reaper of the Flash. He oh, appears really? when a Flash is going to die, or when a Speedster is going to die. That's badass. Uh, Savitar XS, uh, Masi Manos, which is uh, two twin Speedsters that can only use the Speed Force when they're touching. Really? Yeah, and they're actually they're from the uh, uh, Teen Titans cartoon. Oh, but they've appeared okay. in the comics okay. a little bit. That's cool. Um, inertia is a big one. Um, uh, I'm 
really curious about Iris and, and Jay West because are they from Earth Two or something? No, they are grandchildren, or they have the they are the twin children of Wally West and Iris. Interesting. Exactly. So, huh. um, so that should be interesting. So check those out. Cool. Um, for uh, we we did mention in the Arrowverse about the possibility of a Flash and Supergirl. Right. Crossover right now, it looks like they want to do it, but it's really dealing with legal questions on legally having it on two separate networks and whatnot. Right, so right, right. they're dealing with that, uh, and then to kind of fold over to this, Supergirl. Can't has... the legal teams just realize that it's if Marvel and Sony can get together to work s- out Spider-Man, yeah. let's not sacrifice badass television for your stupid legal stuff. Exactly. Moving on. Um, Supergirl is cast uh, at uh, Italia Ricci. Um, uh, she's been cast as Shabon Smythe, uh, who is also the Silver Banshee. Nice. All so right. that that'll be coming up uh, uh, this season. So we're excited. I'm, I'm still that. a few seasons behind. Uh, a few seasons, a few episodes behind on Supergirl. I'm going to catch up next week for sure. Cool. Um, the next few things are are Marvel based. Uh, we uh, we have been talking off and on the last few episodes about Iron Fist and the drama going on with that. Was right. it going to be a show? Is it going to be a movie? Are they going to take it out of the Defenders? And replace it with the Punisher. What's going on? Well, it looks like they've actually named a showrunner and listed a synopsis, so it looks like it will be remaining as a Netflix series. I'm so glad they're doing that. I'm so glad that they're staying with their, you know, their original plan. Jessica Jones and all that. I like, you know, Daredevil. Yeah. Like, it's just gonna... yeah. We know Luke Cage is next. We know they're doing a Daredevil too. They're in talks to do a Jessica Jones too. Cool. Um, I'm about to finish. I still haven't finished Jessica Jones. So good. Oh man! Um, life on that one. Next, uh, we already know that they're doing a spinoff of Agents of Shield. Yep. Called Most Wanted, and it's going to be following uh, Mockingbird. Cool. Uh, played by Adriana Palacki, I believe. Um, but uh, the the, uh, the the article that we reference in the show notes here is five things they would like to see in that show. Okay. And one is how mostly how they can tie it into the the bigger MCU. And one is uh, the Civil War reaction, because they're going to be right. able to deal with that. Uh, Mockingbird is, of course, uh, known for going into multiple disguises, and they can go all alias and do that. Um, they want to bring in Alchema, uh, who is actually a uh, Ultron's bride that he created for himself. Oh, that's nice. As um, one does. Yeah. They really want to delve into the science, which you actually don't get a lot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., no. But you do get it a lot in Arrow and Flash, which I love. Well, you get it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the... Well, you do get actually kind of a lot of science with them, but it's only mostly around Fitz and... Uh, right. Well, she's a biologist, though, so they really can delve into it. Yeah. Plus, what they really should delve into is the re- the fact that Nick Fury ends up giving her, when she's close to death, a serum, which is a combination of the Super Soldier Serum and the Infinity Formula. Hmm. But what you find out, well, it's in the comic like center thing, cocktail. is it's what Nick Fury has been taking for decades, which has allowed him to not age and to remain strong. Remain and stuff. amazing. Exactly. So that's stuff that we, that really should be touched on and most wanted. Cool. Um, we already know they're bringing Peggy Carter back for her own show, so they're going to be doing lots of stuff building off of the, the Marvel uh, TV cinematic universe. So Daredevil and Punisher Season 2, there's a teaser description. Yeah, there was a, a Comic-Con down in Brazil. Okay, oh, that's where this is coming from, right? Yeah. Daredevil and Punisher Season 2. So da- we already knew Punisher was going to show up. Yeah, and he's being played by uh, uh, Jay Barenthal. Uh, I believe yeah, so. Barenthal, yeah. who, who uh, was... John Barenthal. Yeah, John Barenthal. Yeah. Uh, who was in uh, the first season of Walking Dead. 
Okay, so they played a scene. So this is what it was. The teaser started on a scene where Matt, dressed as Daredevil, wearing the uniform from the end of season one, walks on a roof. It looked like a refrigerator. The, pl- the place was barely lit and a big slice of meat hanging from the ceiling. Oh, so this is the part. It is nighttime and someone is on the top of a building aiming a sniper rifle at a person on a taxi. I'm not sure if the person being aimed was a man or a woman, though it looked like a woman. The man behind the gun is no one else but Frank Castle. While Frank is readying his rifle for the perfect shot, unaware of his surroundings, Daredevil appears. So, running up on the roof, he jumps and kicks the gun, amazingly dives over Frank, uh, diving over Frank to stop him. They soon engage on a, on a fight, uh, when it was getting interesting and intense, as, you know what, the scene was cut and the Daredevil logo showed up. So, this is somebody basically running down the trailer, but that's pretty sweet. Dude. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's I'm excited sweet. to see this. Uh, you know, as you, as you know, we, we played Marvel Puzzle Quest, and they just had an introduction introduction of Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Blaze in there, and it was built on a storyline with the Punisher. So there, are, it's really cool to kind of tie into that too. Exactly. All right, man. So movies. Yeah, we've got lots of movie news. Um, as we know that uh, Ben Affleck is going to be doing a standalone Batman movie, and he's in discussions with uh, the studio to both write and direct it. Um, but it looks like Will Smith's Deadshot is a possibility to be in it. So that should be kind of cool. Well, it's no wonder. Now look, I'm, I'm, I have an idea about this. You yes. Know, you know what my idea is? What's your idea? Well, Will Smith. Yeah, he's a moneymaker. He's not a, uh, an unknown. Not an unknown. Okay. And he agreed to play Deadshot in Suicide Squad. Yes. Do you think that part of his contract was... Hey, if we decide to do a standalone, will you do it? And he's thinking, well, this comic book thing is going pretty well. Yes. Like, and he hasn't really done Hancock a lot didn't lately. Take off. No. <laughs> and he hasn't done much. No. Well, actually, you know, in, in talking tangentially about the Golden Globes, okay. he just got nominated for a Golden Globe this uh, today because of uh, the movie Concussion. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He so he's doing more movie. artsy fair. He's not doing as many blockbusters as he used to. Right. So, but anyway, but yeah, this makes sense to me. Yes. Uh, this next bit of news I know you're excited about. Uh, you know, they're, they've been long in the, in the pre-production phase to do a gunslinger film based on the Dark Tower saga by Stephen King. And so what they're, the plans are is to do a gunslinger film followed by a Dark Tower TV series. I might actually cry when this movie get, comes out. Um, I, like, I know I'm going to cry when Star Wars starts. Yeah. My brother's also a huge, uh, gunslinger and Dark Tower fan. Uh, he's actually the one that talked me into what to read in Gunslinger, it's so which is the only book I've actually read in the series. Um, but Matthew McConaughey's long been tied to it as playing the man in black. But uh, just yesterday, you came out some news that it looks like the front runner to play the Gunslinger himself is Idris Elba. Which I don't. I I can't even tell you how exciting this. Is. I can't look. Can I just be excited? Be excited. I'm excited. I've said this before on the show. Stephen King series, by far. Leaps, I mean, favorite books, one of my favorite series of all time. Right. It's a gunslinger series. That actor's phenomenal. He would make a kick-ass gunslinger. Mm-hmm. The gunslinger doesn't have to be a white dude. No. It doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have, but. Just like James Bond doesn't have to be white. Indeed. What's interesting. Or a man. They do well, make a, a they do make a point though, in the series, because the, oh, her name just flew out of my head, but one of his companions is, um, is a black woman and she is in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. And he encounters her. So there, again, but I don't, the way he writes the gunslinger, it doesn't, 
I, I, I just wish that we could let this go. I wish yeah. that we would be okay with Miles Morales finally becoming Spider-Man. I wish we could be just like, can we just do a thing that makes sense, right? Sam Wilson is Cap. Exactly. So, I'm excited about this. I hope this happens. I'm being, I mean, I thought I was excited before. Then you get a black man to play the gunslinger. <laughs> By the way, I'm a black man. I'm be very excited. Yes. So here we go. Um, uh, also, a couple weeks ago, we brought up the the rumor that uh, Tom Cruise is in talks to be in the Mummy, right? Uh, that they're rebooting it and they're <laughs> going to be tying it into a uh, whole new Universal uh, uh, universe. We'll talk about reigniting that franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was big into Brendan Fraser, and I actually enjoyed them because they're campy for the means of being campy. Basically, anything that Stephen Summers does is going to be that that sort of vibe, right? I mean, the the Mummy movies he did, Van Helsing. Right. You know, the same sort of, the same sort of vibe. But this is not going that way. It's trying to tie back into the classic era of the mummy. Um, I mean, obviously updated, but they, they want to tie it in with Wolfman and, and Dracula and the other major universal properties. Sweet. Um, well, it looks like that they're going forward with this and they're the main person, uh, to be in talks to play the mummy, uh, herself. Um, we actually talked about this that Tilda Swinton we thought would be a good on a good person on the short list, right? But it looks like it's going to be Sophia Boutella, Who's who she played who she uh, Samuel Jackson's henchwoman in Kingsman. Sanity Kingsman. Oh, wonderful! I know. I hear you have to watch it. They're they're coming out with a sequel for that as well. Um, but she was wonderful in that. She actually you love her because she plays. She wears. She doesn't have feet. Really, she has stilts that like imagine um, the guy who was the I can't remember his name. The guy who was the uh, the Olympics runner down in South America who oh, killed his girlfriend. Yeah, and he had the 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 they look the feet. like paddles, right? Sort exactly. Of. Yeah, she wears she has things like that, but built into her feet or her legs are swords that oh. can extend and stuff, and she uses them to fight. That's insanity. It's really it. cool. Um, so there's that. So as a quick side note, I did want to look. I was looking up on Audible since we do have our Audible thing going. Yes. Um, the Gunslinger is available on awesome. unabridged on Audible. Uh, Read by audibledrive.com slash usual podcast. Um, it is narrated by George uh, George Gidall. Skydall. I don't know who that is, but um, but yeah. So I'm definitely. I would like to revisit all of them. So if they have all if they have all the books on Audible, I'll, I'll probably read them all. Very cool. So definitely check that out. Yep. You know, uh, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. <laughs> oh, as a quick side note too. Yes. Um, I forgot Twilight Company is out now. Oh, is it out now? Yeah. Awesome. So um, that's the next one. I'm so definitely list. push uh, Twilight Company, which is the one. Alexander Freed. Yeah, based on Battlefront. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Okay, go yes. ahead. Let's go. Uh, so now we got into some Marvel news. Uh, you know, the, is, just as uh, Star Wars has been releasing a lot of featurettes, uh, there's a Black Panther featurette for Civil War. Um, also, he looks so good, the Black does. Panther. Oh. Um, also, there's a some news about the the Black Panther movie that it looks like uh, the front runner for director is now Ryan Coogler, who did Creed. Oh wow, yeah. Which also has some, I hear Creed's doing very well. Yeah, which also has some Golden Globe connection because Sylvester Stallone has gotten a nomination for best supporting actor. I think he's got a good Creed. chance, dude. Yeah, he, he does seem like he's one of the front runners. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, the Russo brothers who are directing the the Civil War movie have come out and said that uh, they're, uh, even though Marvel specifically said, come up with a backup plan in case we don't come up with a deal with Sony oh, right. to have Spider-Man in, he said they never did. <laughs> they were going to do it, and they were going to make it work. <laughs> so I just think that's kind of funny. Like, I, I want to be in the meeting room where they're like, so here's the backup plan meeting room. 
we're not There's gonna, no we're not we're not going to come up with a plan. We're just going to sit in here for about an hour. <laughs> we'll order some pizza. We're going to hash gonna, it out. We're going to tell Kevin Feige that we that we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we figured it out, dude. We're good. We're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's all in our head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I we, he has all the notes. He's going to email it to you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, they uh, you know uh, not everything is digital. Still, um, they released the the box set of the Phase Two. Um, oh right, which ended with Ant Man. Um, and so, uh, in it was a Doctor Strange featurette. So I'm sure you're going to want to watch that. I'm going to want to watch that. Um, also, the last bit of news from Marvel is that um, Avengers Infinity War has gotten some sort of nailed down of some characteristics. Mm. And that it looks like neither Daredevil nor the Defenders as a whole will be taking part in the Infinity War. Well, I think that's fine. I wouldn't mind seeing Daredevil, though. Yeah, I think it would have been hard to have like the entire Defenders crew in there. Yeah. They're saying no Daredevil, but it's not saying no Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or no Iron yeah, Fist. Or... I guess. I they're not part of the Defenders. They are, but it's just not the team as a whole. Oh, okay. Huh. All right, so there's that. Um, like I said, we, all, we already had the Golden Globe nominations today, but uh, the Oscars have released their short list for the nominations for the visual effects. Oh. Um, which, you know... I'm sure it'll be all the movies we watch. Yeah, it's it's what I really love about the Oscars is they the visual effects and sound effects editing um, is really where you tend to get geek movies represented. Yeah, for sure. But also, there are some brilliant visual effects and some dramas. So I'm just going to do a quick quick rundown of the movies that have been listed. Uh, they'll be nailed, uh, narrowed down to the ten finalists. And then I believe there's going to be three actual nominees hmm. okay. at the award show. But um, in alphabetical order, we've got Ant-Man, Avengers, Bridge of Spies, which was the Cold War era drama with Tom Hanks, Chappie. Um, Chappie was good. Yeah, I liked it. It didn't get as good reviews because everyone was really trying to build it up more with District 9. I really liked District 9, too. I used to show it to my students. Well, District 9 was nominated for for the best picture of the Oscars. I really enjoyed Chappie, though. Um, Everest, which looked good. Ex Machina. Um, I didn't get to see that. I heard that was really good, too. Yeah, I hear it's really good, too. I know that's not what we're doing right no. now, but I just... Uh, Fury yeah. 7, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, In the Heart of the Sea, which is the movie uh, kind of going about the true story that was mm. the basis for Moby Dick. Right, right. Um, Jupiter Ascending, which got horrible reviews. I never even saw but it. But still, the effects are supposed to be good. Jurassic World, no-brainer. Awesome. Mad Max Fury Road, no-brainer. The Martian. Still didn't see that. Did you see it? Which one? The Martian. Not yet. I want to see it. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which is still one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, the Revenant, which got, uh, I think, four uh, Golden Globe nominations. Oh, wow. Uh, Spectre, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Terminator Genesis, Tomorrowland, and uh, I thought this one was incredible, The Walk, which is a movie uh, about uh, the... Man who oh, was that the the tightrope the tightrope walker yeah. who in the seventies did the stunt of walking between <laughs> the two towers could pay me enough. So the one thing is I, I find interesting is this one's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the Revenant's not out yet either. Oh, I thought that one. Was, oh, I guess it's not. No, the Force um, Awakens isn't out yet. Yeah, and in Odyssey just came out. Um, it's just they they are they already get screenings. Of, oh yeah. Because when you're when you're submitting for visual effects, I mean, just like when you're submitting, for example, the Golden Globes or the Emmys, you don't submit an entire season's worth of work for an actor or an actress. You submit one or two episodes that showcase that work. Oh, interesting. Okay. So when you actually win a Best Actress Emmy, it's for a specific episode. Indeed. Okay. Um, with the visual effects, they send specific scenes in to be considered for nomination. Okay. 
Well, I wonder what they said in for Force Awakens. I know, right? Exactly. Who got to watch that? Yeah, so my last bit of news before we get to your last couple. Uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, has come out, you know, obviously also Hateful Eight has gotten a couple of nominations yep. for the, the Golden Globes. But he's come out and said that, yes, Kill Bill 3 is still in the works. I love Kill Bill. So do I. I think those were two of the most brilliant set of movies done in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, really good. Um, so definitely um, I'm excited to hear that they're still in the works to do a Kill Bill 3. Cool. So, Charles Dance joins the female Ghostbusters cast. He plays Tywin Lannister uh, in Game of Thrones. Uh, and he's a phenomenal actor. One of my favorite... In the book, he's great. Like, right. Tywin is... He's a badass. He, he doesn't play any games, ever. Um, but I think this... I don't know what he's going to do in the female Ghostbusters movie, but that, I'm, I, I'm with him because he's a great actor. Cool. So, and the last thing I have is Deadpool Core. <laughs> Hashtag Deadpool Core. Uh, the link in the show notes, you go and you sign up with your email, and I don't know what it does, but I feel more badass for doing it. <laughs> and they give you lots of reasons on the site for why you should do it, right. in a very Deadpool manner. So, if you want to be entertained, if you're excited about Deadpool, definitely check out uh, and become part of the Deadpool core. Cool. Which I think is important. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for this week. Yeah, man. Uh, I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, well, I think uh, we did enough time on everything, too. So we're done. We're done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and hopefully Google Play. So take the time. Give us ratings. We love that. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, I would definitely check out Felicia Day's book as I suggested. It was really, really good if you, if you, if you want to know more about her life. And Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Buck or two an episode. Help us out. Help us get to Comic Con. We want to go. I mean, we're going to go. Well, we are. But. Make it easier. Make it easier for us. Just a little bit. Anything else, my friend? That's it for me. All right. Thanks again. Oh, be sure to watch out for uh, later in the next week or two. We're going to be doing the Golden Globes uh, special uh, episode. And yep. we have uh, One Shot coming up. Yep, we have One Shot coming up. And we'll also have uh, our panel, hopefully. We'll yes. be up too. So we have a lot of things going on. Yay. But you've listened long enough, so we're going to get out. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Ooh, let's get up, bro. Nice, I like that.